Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, yes, as I always do most of my podcast recordings in the evening, I'm actually bringing on, yes, I'm sorry, another new guest co-host for you. We just keep meeting new and interesting people. And to be fair, I have actually not met her yet, so this is going to be a nice, fresh episode for you guys. Uh, but I'm excited because she's got a heck of a diverse background. So I'm going to go ahead and just lead in. This is probably going to be more of a healthy focused episode since we talk about health, <laughs> business, and lifestyle. Uh, but once I'm done with her bio, you'll know what I'm talking about. So here we go. You got an ANMA, board-certified naturopathic doctor. That's right. We're going down the natural route. And specializations, though, in autism, autoimmune, and degenerative illness. We talked a lot recently. We had a few other episodes around this stuff. So her introduction to holistic health really came from following her own struggles with multiple sclerosis, which I've spent years raising money for, lost a cousin to ALS, fibromyalgia, Hashimoto's uh, thyroiditis, all beginning back in 2008, and her son's autism diagnosis in 2010. So, guys, we're just going to jump right in here. We got naturopathy, we got Reiki, we got true healing and recovery. I want to dive in with her. So, without further ado, Jeanette Huber, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So, what are we at? Was, yeah. Is this your fourth podcast? Or I think so. All right. Yeah. We're in the top yeah. five, people. We're in the top five. <laughs> We're ranking out. So so let's just dive in. Okay. I'm all about living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. You know, I joked around with it before. Like, even to the point where I'm so crazy keto right now. Maybe you'll appreciate it. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I'm, um, and some people are into the carnivore versus vegetarian versus vegan, whatever. My thing is, do what does best for you, especially if it's an anti-inflammatory I don't consume sugars. I don't consume grains anymore. I stopped drinking the beer, even though I did a lot of mountain bike racing in Colorado. Um, Is that a thing? Yeah, I swear to God. Like, I swear to God, like every mountain biking race I would get done with, and you, you, you come, you know, you're pulling off the finish line, and you go back through the camp area, and either you and your buddies all have beer, or there's mm-hmm. like the be- the local breweries all have tents, tents set up, and everybody's just going around tasting and oh drinking beer. Oh, my God. Very I didn't common. Know that. So, oh yeah, that's a thing. So, uh, see, you learned something new. We just started the show. Yeah. Oh, I did. I didn't realize that. I mean, I I like beer. I don't drink it. No, um, I I just but, stopped uh, it. Uh, it's like you know what? There's a lot of other things. Like I started geeking out, and I said, you know, from once in a while, I like to have a nice scotch. And I learned that because of the distillation process, it removes all the impurities. It's still a toxin, mm-hmm. but there's none of the anti. There's not the, uh, the 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 natural occurring inflammation triggered from grains. You know, if you're yes. normally eating them. Well, anyway, the whole point of this little quick segue was um, I'm training for my first ever 100-mile mountain biking race. I've never done 100 miles on a mountain bike. I've spent years, uh, since you have lived with MS, uh, or tied to it, I spent years doing the MS 150s, which are basically a a very well-known charity ride in major cities around this country. And uh, I did it for like five, six years out of Philadelphia down to the ocean, Ocean City, New Jersey, and came back again. So you do 150 miles raising money for MS. And uh, anyway, so now my cycling this year, my new thing I'm trying out is if I can consume bone broth while doing the ride. So one of my one of my water bottles on the last two 60-plus mile events that I did in the past three weeks, I always had a bottle of bone broth in, in my one of my water bottles. Never done that before. And everything went out without a problem. I was I – was, 
completely fat fueled for these rides too because I'm so keto trained now. Yeah. I did everything on olive oil. Uh, fat of the gods, people. Fat of the gods. Olive oil is amazing. And uh, if I, I haven't tried avocado oil yet. That's next to my list. And uh, macadamia nut butters and pili nut butters, which are pili nuts are from the Philippines. So just give you some fun way to start off the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with that last one there, but avocado oil, I do use that. We oh, just started integrating need, that in. You so. need to go check out Pilly Nuts. Wow. I had the founder of Eat Pilly Nuts on this show a couple years ago. So real quick for you, apparently the healthy fat density and the magnesium content in a Pilly Nut is like makes it like the healthiest nut on the planet. Like macadamia is okay. pretty up there. Almonds are popular. They got nothing on this nut. So the, one of the advantages is that where these ancient trees are grown in the jungles of the Philippines, it's all volcanic soil. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, it's funny because people are like, well, are you organic? And, and he's like, dude, it's the, it's the jungles of the Philippines. <laughs> we don't need to pay for an organic label. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. volcanically fueled. I think we're okay. <laughs> so you order these? Are you able to buy them? Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have them linked. Are. I have them linked on my site. Uh, so we have okay. uh, my fans. We have our own discount code fuel F U E L. You can save 10%. You just go to eat It's linked on the fuel. You can go there to later. I'll There's, look for it. Yeah. Like yeah. my supported brand section that I personally love. I've been, I've been eating his, it's funny cause he had the healthy nuts for a while and then he started coming out with nut butters. So he just sent me a huge pack of the different nut butters because I was like, wait a minute. I need something I can easily put in my pouch, squirt in my mouth. And in the cycling world, usually squeezable packets were full of some type of sugary junk. Oh, that, really? You know, There's just I don't know anything about it, so no? I'm learning a lot here. Oh, so you haven't done? That's unfortunate. That's what they've been using, but well, I'm not surprised either. All you gotta do is open up any runners or bicycling or any kind of endurance sports, even triathletes. The triathletes are supposed to be peak athletes. Any of those magazines that are out there, it's goose and all these other things that you're supposed to carry on your little. Your little waist pouch or in your little Referred jersey pocket. To as goo. Yeah, goo, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's just all processed sugar. Yeah. And they make you think that that's what athletes are supposed to be fueled off of. You gotta keep you gotta keep uh, refueling your sugar load. And I'm like, or you just become fueled by fat, which is the body's preferred fuel. So mm-hmm. anyway, I'm intrigued because I'm like, okay, well, how much have you ever did you know, fallen down that path? Have you not in your practice? Like what what do you guys really dig into most? Uh, Well, what I specialize in is detoxification. So I do work with fasting. I teach clients about the right foods to eat to cleanse the lymphatic system and cleanse the tissues of the body. So it's very much centered around um, mobilizing toxins out, supporting organs and glands, such as the liver and the kidneys, the endocrine system, that sort of thing. I work a lot with herbs too and homeopathic medicine. Nice. Well, so, I, I'm a big supporter yeah. of cleansing and detoxification. So I'm with yep. you. I've actually started yeah. doing that back in 2010. Maybe not at your <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah, well, I've tried different types. I've done um, a couple of things for myself. And then, of course, I'm always learning new things with the people I work with and what resonates with them and is successful for them. Yeah, but, the, the protocol yeah. I follow uh, stems back to uh, really, it's tied to Ayurvedic ways, so I'm sure you are yeah. familiar with that. So obviously, for newer listeners, that's tied to mostly, I think most all our Ayurvedic ways are tied back to India, right? Yes, yeah. and I'm not trained in that, but I have used a little bit of it for myself. Okay. Um, and there's, yeah, there's some really good things out there in that realm. Yeah, I mean, my protocol is, and I'll, I'll have another one planned probably in the next week or so, because when I do this heavy training, I'm trying to really, as you probably teach, I want to do ways 
to promote my body's ability to really push out as much toxicity as possible. So it's like, okay, well, yeah. uh, if I'm working out too hard, my body's, um, I'm consuming more air, I'm consuming more water. Your body as an athlete is drawing yeah. in more toxins. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why not boost the kidney and the liver for a couple of days? So I will do and sometimes 24, but I will go as, as long as 48, but it's a supported fasted detoxification process. I'm taking yeah. my herbs and my supplements. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I told you we're going to geek out today. Well, is that, <laughs> is that fast, like a dry fast that you're doing the herbs with, or how are you? I'm ta- admittedly, I'm taking a, a supplemental protocol that was designed by, there's a company out there called Isogenics. So I use, yes. I use yeah, their, I, I use their cleansing protocol, their supplement, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, you're just drinking a ton of water every single day. You're not consuming okay. any traditional food because if you're consuming fats and proteins, you're activating things that should be just, you should be giving them a day off, so to speak, yeah. right? Those organs like, Hey man, let them rest. Like exactly, you take a rest day from the gym, <laughs> but you don't think about your digestive process and all the, all the well, energy that the body needs to, to process food. So it's like, Hey, give it a day. Our if you most, want. most of our energy. I mean, we put the most energy into our digestion. Ooh, let's hit so, on that. People yeah. don't understand that. Expand yeah. on that. Well, I mean, that's why fasts are so effective because it gives you a break. It gives your digestive tract a break, puts that energy towards, you know, removing those toxins and getting them out of the body. Uh, I love it. I don't know if you study like kidney filtration during fasting. Have you ever done anything like that? I haven't actually like followed any protocol that says you have to do this, 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 and this, but Mm -hmm. why don't you expand that a little bit? You pee in a jar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Have you heard about that? Uh, Well, I've I've peed in many things. Uh, (laughs) Um, Well, you pee in a jar, uh, close it, you know, don't have it, just put it in the fridge overnight. One would hope. Okay. Yes. And then, uh, so the the cellular debris that's being excreted through the kidneys is lipid-based because it's coming out through the lymphatic. It's going to rise up to the top of the urine and collect if your kidneys are filtering as they should, and you'll see that increase during a fast. Interesting. So like this fat layer. I don't know if a, my wife okay. would like to see me sticking <laughs> jars of pee in the fridge, but I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll put, put on that jar. <laughs> maybe I'll use, I do have a nice like glass mini fridge that is set aside for like wine and, and beer. If we have friends over, cause I don't drink beer anymore, <laughs> but I'm like, maybe I could hide it in there. Uh, I'm all about experimenting. So you give me yeah, some ideas. I mean, it's not, it's, as long as it's, it's not going to hurt anything. No. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I can do this because she's a vet and I find all kinds of things in my fridge sometimes. So it's time yeah. for me to put something weird in there. I know the <laughs> life that vets live and where they have to put their hands. So yeah. I'm sure she'll be understanding. Well, and you said you own a few ponies. So you've probably seen, I a, do. You've probably seen vets do a few things. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I was actually an animal science major at Virginia Tech. Oh, and I bred ponies for a number of years before I became so sick. And I thought about pre-vet. I was kind of getting into that. And then I thought, no, I didn't really want to be around sick animals all the time, which is ironic because now I'm around a lot of sick people, but um, they're all people that want to get well, you know, they, they have that drive and yeah, my run with the, the ponies was good. It was a good point in my life. I'm going to say, if you, if you, if you talk to Kristen, she'll, she'll be the first one to tell you like, don't become a vet. (laughs) No, I, I figured it out fairly quickly. Like I prefer to think of horses as just sort of these majestic, um, you know, just incredible creatures in my life. And if I'm a vet, I'm just getting a little bit too into all the ins and outs and ABCs of them. And yeah. Yeah. It's, I I will say, I mean, I would, I would expect my hypothesis here is that your career choice, your profession to help people, it doesn't really have you getting paged in the middle of the night. 
Well, well maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I do. I don't have a pager. Well, so, as in a phone call. Thing I don't, but I do get messages a lot. Um, I like to develop uh, the type of relationship where my clients can reach me with questions. I mean, usually it's over email, but... Um, you know, this type of lifestyle, when they're going through detoxification and they've never experienced it before, you'll see like a retracing of symptoms. I mean, it's not always rainbows and lollipops. No. Stuff's going to come up and people, they've never done it before. They're scared. And, you know, they're also in this space of just learning how to trust their bodies. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they haven't been doing that for so long and they've seen things accumulate. They're not getting the answers they wanted through the mainstream route of medicine. So this is just this kind of stepping off the cliff into this abyss of holistic. And yeah, you see, I, I like I'm, to be available, but not too available. I do know how to conserve my, my energy. I love the fact you're, you're hinting about, you know, patients or people you've worked with where yeah. they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. I think that's a <laughs> fun segue because let's be real. You and I are definitely key supporters of detoxification now that we've learned about each other. And yeah. I highly recommend it because I could tell people I'm a, I'm, I'm a big CrossFitter guy too, and I'm not cycling and I'm a, I'm a CFL one trainer. So I have trained people and coach people and they're like, I'm definitely more of the endurance style athlete though. You're not mm -hmm. going to see me throwing tons of massive amounts of weight up in the air because I want to be able to cover long distances and big bulky mass doesn't work for that. Okay, I'm also yeah. six, I'm also six foot four and I would also just, I'm already large enough. The point is like, okay, I don't need to be any crazy big dude. But my point here about detoxification is that like anything new you jump into in life, it's going to be challenging. And I tell people all the time, like, why not consider stuff like this that could actually make your life better? Because like I said, it, this show's tagline, right? We fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. So what if we found ways for you to fuel your health better? Ingo, ergo, your energy improves, your sleep improves, your daily life improves, which naturally segues into your professional life and your overall lifestyle over the yeah, long term. relationships, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, do you get into the, well, that level of depth with your oh, people? Oh, yeah. I spend, you know, every time I say this, I hope I'm not scaring people. I, I That's okay. I'll scare them for you. I spend at least two hours with every person I work with. Wow. Like first consultation? And yes. Oh. And sometimes it goes longer. And I, I don't want people, to, if they were interested in working with me, being like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. It doesn't have to be two hours. But it ends up happening because we're not just discussing symptoms that are manif manifesting through the physical body. We're speaking about emotions, um, the energies, you know, relationships that are occurring in your life, whether they're in the home or in the workplace, um, all kinds of things, lifestyle choices. It, it takes a while to kind of dig deep and I go at their pace. Like I don't want to immediately have someone come in and sit here and I just start asking them, you know, about their marriage and stuff like that. Like, you know, stuff, stuff has to open up. Like warm them up a flower. little bit. Warm them yeah, up a little so, bit. Yeah. Um, like, I hey, great to meet you. How's that divorce going? Like, yeah. whoa, wait a minute. What? <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm honest, uh, a lot of the people when they come in and they, they have these chronic health issues and they come in alone and um, I hear it all the time, they'll be like, oh, my spouse doesn't support any of this. You know, mm -hmm. they don't believe in any of this holistic, this natural. And I just realize what kind of challenge they're up against because they clearly want it. I don't think they can come through my door unless they're already willing to take responsibility in some capacity and to just kind of realize, okay, this is, I can already tell that this is creating like some of their health. It pertains to some of their health issues um, and probably 
got them somewhat sick in the first place that they don't have someone who understands. Hmm. Yeah, but there's all types of folks. Well, can they? Yeah. Obviously, I mean, two hours, you pretty much tell people right off the bat, they're going to come in and get, get ready for a two hour consultation. Or, sorry, do you do, yeah. do these virtually too? I'm sure, right? Because, like, this yeah, is something so you I do work in person. Over, I use VC, which is like a telemed platform like Skype. Yeah. And I've worked with, by now, people all over the world. Nice. And similar kind of situation. And uh, it's nice to have them come in. I, I see a lot of children. So I like to. It, it would be great to have them here in person so I can see how they interact with their parents and move around and that sort of thing. But um, Now, is the children niche, obviously, because of the tie back to autism? Yes. Is that your – because obviously, that's yeah. definitely – it's one of your key specialties. Actually, I haven't even done this yet. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go check out AscalonNaturopathic.com, and I'm actually do some screen sharing <laughs> for the video watchers. So I've already clicked on uh, one of your services section. Like the very first service you list, obviously, is autism. As the first thing you can come to, which clearly it means that's a high priority for you. I mean, usually I yes. look at people's website designs and if they prioritize one thing over another, okay, there's a clear connection there. <laughs> it, used to, it used to not be in that drop down. It had its own little spot up there at the top. Okay. But as I kept growing, more things kept being added. Uh, the autism, yeah, that was actually the huge uh part of my my remote work was mm. mostly and still continues to be with a lot of families of children on the spectrum so uh yeah it's a Wait, it's a priority let, let's pause on that real quick a lot of people don't to this day they hear this on the spectrum and i know people with children with autism so help people understand what does that mean well something as simple as that statement we throw out we, there casually but they like what's it what's, what's the spectrum mean it means if you've met one child with autism you've met one child with autism they're mm -hmm. never the same they okay. always you know it's this wide range that they fit somewhere on some are more profoundly affected and you know maybe they're not speaking they're not engaging with others they have some cognitive issues uh others can be you know on the full other side of the spectrum and you could barely even tell that you know they're they're almost so much like their neurotypical peers that you may not even know that they had a diagnosis. And my son went from one side to the other throughout his recovery period, um, like drastically or, or gradually over time. Well, it was it was kind of like we had little periods where we saw a whole lot of gains at once, and then there would be a plateau for a while, and then it was very much just. I guess he was diagnosed in 2010, so he was almost three years old. Okay, and we had a lot of good stuff in that first year and we were able to kind of um, move him up in, in school and that sort of thing. But then there were certain things that just continued to remain that didn't go away until later when I got more into the detoxification and the holistic stuff that I do now. So where would you say he's at in the process or in the spectrum now, I guess? He, I, I mean, I joke about this. So he, there's something we call the ATEC score, the Autism Treatment Evaluation Checklist. This is a wow. free. There's an acronym. Checklist. Yeah, you can go online, whether you're a parent, a therapist, a caregiver. Uh, you you answer these questions that pertain to uh, social skills, cognition, um, behaviors, that sort of thing. And then you, get, you receive a score for the child. And the higher the number, if it's up near 100, that's the more profoundly affected the individual. And then, you know, you would use this, like I the name, the Autism Treatment Evaluation Checklist, it's used to track progress during a therapy, like protocol, anything like that. So you get a baseline ATEC number, on a score on your child, you start whatever you want to start with them, whether it be, you know, supplementation, diet, 
detox, speech therapy, anything like that. And then you reach recheck. And he, I think his original number was up in the seventies. I'd have to go back and look. It's been a long time. Um, but he would now be like one, if even on there, <laughs> he's barely on the list. And I joke because I feel like I'm probably higher on the ATAC than he is at this point. <laughs> um, he's, he's a, he's a public speaker. He's uh straight A's. He plays team sports. He's got friends. He's fully integrated in a mainstream classroom now. Well, so, a lot of people have, I've read about, they say a lot of autistic children are secret geniuses. They just haven't, I guess, fully channeled everything, right? Is that is that, yeah. a, great, is that a great way to say it? I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they were looking yeah. for the, the, what, what you help people do. Clean it all up <laughs> so they can channel that strength. Yeah. Well, I mean, we found that they're highly environmentally sensitive. Hmm. So they're like sponges. You think of how we're affected by the foods we eat, like it's even more compounded in them. And they're affected by, you know, what's in the air, things like EMF. I don't know if you get oh, a lot yeah. into EMF, but I well, mean, right now I would not be even wearing these. Like I'm, <laughs> I actually have, I mean, I got blue blocker glasses here. Once it gets in the next hour, okay. here, I'll be wearing those every night. Uh, actually my, I, don't even know why I plugged these back in. I was testing something before I got on your show with you, but these are, there's no wiring in these headphones. So these are what's oh. called AirPods. Okay. So the speakers are here. Uh, so the wiring stops here below you and gets anywhere near your brain. And then this is just an air tube. So the sound emanates through the air tube into a traditional headphone. And you like the way they sound? They sound perfect. Okay. I have no issues whatsoever. So I got this first pair. Of, it was a, one of it was like, they're like 80 bucks, but. I got them on Amazon, and um, actually, I'm figuring I don't even remember the name of it. Oh yeah, uh, Defender Shield is the <laughs> this this company makes a lot of you know I call them health hack products. They have different matting and and they make okay. the headphones and everything. So I know you to be a, so I'm surprised you don't even know about these. I, I just found these like four months ago, so I don't think I'm that much of a genius. Um, <laughs> but I learned about AirPods from some other health hacker, and he's like, guys, like if you're really trying to hack out, filter out, you know, all the excessive frequencies like try out airpods and i love them so no that's awesome i'll yeah. look into those i'm just now getting used to wearing headphones well it's funny because yeah. obviously what you're wearing now what i'm wearing now we're allowing frequencies but it's about yeah. reducing that amount of exposure but yes i am very big supportive of cutting the emf out so like the only time i use bluetooth is in my car i don't have bluetooth headphones because they tell you don't don't hold the phone by your ear well even a bluetooth you're still you have frequencies. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, I'll use the car's Bluetooth. I got to be safe somehow. <laughs> I'm grateful my car's just old enough that it doesn't have Bluetooth. Okay. <laughs> well, then obviously, you, either, you choose to either not answer the call or you, yeah. could, you, could, you could leave the phone mounted on your dashboard and just hit speaker and you can use speakerphone. So. I actually learned recently that the electrical, the electric cars carry a lot more EMF, which yeah. I wasn't aware of. So my, so. my new brother-in-law owns a Tesla. The hybrids. Oh, yeah. and he owns, uh, I don't know. BMW makes some kind of sports car. That's half electric. It's called I eight. So mm -hmm. it's, it's half electric, half modern fuel. So he's got all kinds of batteries around him. I'm like, all right, bro. Like it's it's really cool tech, but <laughs> I'm not sure what, what the long-term impact is on that stuff. Yeah. But. We think we're improving things and, and I see he's, yeah. <laughs> They, they, they chose to get the Teslas for the company. It's a control, old school construction company trying to go modern. They want to promote clean energy and everything else. But yeah, people don't think about the health impacts as well. Yeah. Um, I, so I, I completely agree with you. I'll take my old Subaru. 
Love it. Yeah. Subarus are good cars. <laughs> yeah. They are. So, all right. So obviously you made a major impact on your son's life. Uh, so I would clearly go ahead and say that that's a major success story. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he taught me a lot. And I'll say that my other son, he's about two years younger. He's had a, a series of issues as well. Uh, pandas. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But yes, I actually something. had a guy on my show about pandas. I, I never okay. even knew about pandas until he came on the show because his son lives with pandas. So yep. um, that was just aired a few months ago, actually. Are you are you heavily connected in the pandas community? or? Well, it's fairly layered well into autism, and I would go ahead and say that many of the behaviors we see in autism are most likely related to a pans or a pandas flare. Okay. And, you know, in my situation, my younger son, we knew he had the pandas, but he was otherwise neurotypical and it will hit a speech delay, but he was not autistic. He did not have a diagnosis of, of autism like his older brother. And so, you know, I targeted the pandas and I didn't even think that, my older son's meltdowns and behaviors were in any way affiliated with the flaring. Hmm. I mean, I was able to look back on it later and realize, yeah, he had the same stuff going on. I just attributed it to purely autism. But the more I've learned about it, you know, we see these flares in our kids, whether it be aggression or anxiety, OCD and tics. Um, so the older son was more autistic. The younger son mm -hmm. was more pans or pandas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because my older son, he kind of checked out. Uh, we lost speech. We lost eye contact. He didn't even seem to acknowledge his brother for the first six months of his brother's life. Oh, wow. yeah. He never looked at him or anything like that. And it still amazes me today to see neurotypical siblings, like to see even a three-year-old child or a four-year-old trying to engage with like a newborn sibling. It's just phenomenal for me to still see that because my experience was so different. I was a stay-at-home mom with two young children and I had a toddler who just, a three-year-old who never once engaged with his brother in those early months. That had to freak you out. I mean, I'm the, I, I just cut It was my normal. Like, I, I really? did not like, have experience with young children. I'd been a nanny in high school. Those were older kids. So I'd okay. never been around babies. I mean, we, we knew something wasn't right. We just didn't realize to what degree it was until, I mean, he, he had some words uh, and then they started to kind of regress around 18 months. He had a lot of digestive issues as well, mm -hmm. but he didn't receive the diagnosis until he was closer to three. Okay. Well, hold on. You just gave us another perfect segue to the next step here. Uh, gut bacteria, gut health, and how inflammation yeah. is triggering everything tied back to the brain. Yeah. Am he I, had, uh, am I, am I picking up yeah. a good segue or no? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's definitely, so his thing, when he, oh my gosh. So his diagnosis was made by a team of child psychologists, uh, occupational therapists, and speech therapists. And the way we got to that point is our um, family practitioner. I'd been kind of concerned for a little bit. My father has Tourette's and so we didn't even, autism wasn't on our radar, but we were noticing some weird like facial grimacing that my son was doing, like weird stuff. Hmm. And my mother-in-law said, you know, you should see what his doctor thinks this is. I mean, maybe it's related to Tourette's. And so we'd go see the doctor. He'd be like, oh, I don't think anything's wrong. Nothing's wrong. And I was like, well, he's not, you know, he's not talking anymore. And um, his stomach, what was going on with his gut, he would only poop maybe once a week hmm. uh, at the most, usually less frequently. So, and so he was also- things weren't responding. 
Yeah, he was not moving his stool. He was actually holding his stool. He was afraid to poop. So he would do this thing where he would have a nap every day and he'd kind of poop a little bit in his diaper. It was just a little bit. And I don't, I was just like, I was very, I was already getting into my whole little health issue saga. So I was like, oh, he's pooping. But it wasn't, no, it was just like a little splat. And the volume wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> no, so he probably had a backup of just toxicity all up in that colon. Um, wow. He got the diagnosis, you know, after we saw the psychologist and everything. Because it was funny how his regular doctor didn't think anything was wrong for so long. But finally, I talked him into it. I was like, can we just get a referral? Because I think We could do another whole right. show on what yeah. MDs <laughs> completely miss. No offense. Yeah, I, have, I, have I, friends, mean, I have friends that are MDs. I have friends that are ER doctors, but I've also had those same friends admit, you know, admit, like, listen, they don't study nutrition. They don't study, yeah. they don't study down to these depths because it's not in their curriculum unless they yeah, choose it as a personal school. passion. But I have to say that since I became a naturopath, I have met so many phenomenal medical doctors. Sure. It's like, yeah. it's almost just to realize, you know, they know, okay, I got into this because I am a healer Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, you know, explore these other ways of educating myself because I know that there was a lot lacking in my education and they're, they're learning about the foods and all, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful. It is passion. I I, I back you up. I back you up. The few that that I come across, there's not enough. There needs to be more. They need to, know, they need to be, those guys, those guys and gals need to be reminding their, their colleagues, like guys, like, I, I know you, I know you feel like you don't have time, but you got to make the time. You know, you can't just be the drug pusher, the drug I call, I call it on the show all the time. The drug is a pharmaceutical bandaid. you you haven't found the root cause. That's why I respect professors like you who are trying yeah. to help teach that there's a Get balance. The shovel out. Yeah. Like <laughs> dig guys, to the root. Let's go. Let's um, go deep. Let's go deep. You know, the, the insurance companies, unfortunately, do not allow that. And so I do know of more and more practitioners who are going the other route yeah. um, without the insurance. And I get it because they know, I think the, the average is 13 minutes that a physician will spend with their patient. And well, because they're no now being, they're being incentivized to yeah. basically run a checklist. I know. And and when you think of all the things in our our lives and our environment and our, that we accumulate throughout our lives, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to make a diagnosis, it seems like you would just spend that time making the diagnosis and not at all looking at, you know, what's really causing this and where can we go to, to heal this. But I will say that people either carry that, um, I do want to get better and I want to make the changes and it, it comes at different degrees. Like some people, you know, step into it very gently. Other people are like, yeah, I'm going to do what it takes. But then there's this whole other aspect of society and they want to put that responsibility into the pill bottle, into the doctor. And once you do that, like it takes away for a lot of people, even thoughts of having to adjust their diet or anything like that. And well, that's yeah, okay. Cause they want they- the quick fix. But yeah. there, if, if it if you develop something over years, mm-hmm. it's there is no quick fix. You have to unravel that. You have to reverse yeah. that. You have to trace it back to, and find all the triggers, you know, mm-hmm. that got you to where you are. The the pharmaceutical drug might be needed in the beginning, you know, just to help yeah, you get a I'm quick fix. I'm not totally against pharmaceuticals yeah, at they, all, they, actually, but. Um, they all started from herbs and things. Yeah, <laughs> if you trace did. it far enough back yeah. in the lab process. <laughs> I think, you know, one thing I've noticed with a lot of those folks is uh, they don't realize how much better they can feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I've seen this in people I love, like people, family members and friends have probably taught me this lesson more than anyone else because I want to help them so badly. And they're like, no, Damn. I'm okay with where I am. I've tried and, it. Uh, yeah. And I learned, I've been humbled. <laughs> Everybody, they have to choose it. They have to choose it for themselves. You can't force it on them. Like I remember buying all these herbs for one of my family members and spending all this money for them. And oh, I, yeah. That's put the them up in a cabinet. That's the other thing you can't do. Don't, don't put, <laughs> they, they have to put their own skin in the game. I did that yeah. years ago for my younger brother. He wanted nothing to do with it. I'm like, fine. All right. Yeah. So it's like, why did I do that? And I get it. I was trying to push something on them and they have to be ready for it. This, the sad part is we just don't want it to reach that point where they can't reverse it. But we yeah. can't, it's, they have to take accountability for their own lives. All we could do is keep showing that positive, I guess, example. Yeah. Yeah. In their be world. The example. It's true. Yeah. And I have seen it resonate. I try it mostly with my children. <laughs> it's frustrating, though. I'm with you. I'm with you because I can hear it. Um, okay. Obviously, from your bio, I mean, this isn't just your children. You yourself have that example. Like, uh, you have gone through this. And, yeah. and, so and that I feel you can better than I family. did when I was a child or even a teenager. I have like true vitality, which I didn't then. I mean, I was sick then and probably didn't. So where are you at today then? Obviously we kind of skimmed over your, your, <laughs> right. your we, were, we went right for the kids, which you know what? Powerful hit, powerful hit. But yeah. I mean, where are you at on your process? I, okay. Here's how I score it. At my worst, I was, uh, and I'll tell you right now, I hid a lot of things. I tried to hide a lot of what I was dealing with so that people wouldn't see it. So now that I'm doing more of these podcasts and I got to pause you on it, that. Was it because you're afraid to share like show weak weakness or like, yeah, I didn't want to show okay. vulnerability. Okay. I was scared and I didn't want anybody to worry because I found that when people who cared about me worried, they projected that harder onto me mm. and it made me feel worse. And innately I knew that there was something more that I could do to get better and I just hadn't figured it out yet. And so that part of me too was like, just hold on a little bit and figure this out. You know, don't let people know. But I was having, I mean, I was having trouble. This would have been in 2012-ish when I got the diagnosis. And keep in mind, they spent like a year looking for Lyme um, and doing all kinds of other testing too to, to make the diagnosis. And even when they did finally make it, um, it was still sort of wishy-washy. It was very strange. But I had all the lesions on my brain. Um, but I was having Relating trouble to fibromyalgia, right? Yes. I have fibromyalgia yeah. too. So I had, you know, the, the trigger, the pain points on, um, the symmetrical pain points across my body, uh, thyroid disease. I was on syn Synthroid for eight years Wow. and I, it's been three years since I got off of that one. Congrats. So I'm really proud of that. Um, but at my worst, I, I was having trouble speaking, so I couldn't say multiple sclerosis. I was having trouble writing with a pen, grasping doorknobs um, to open doors. I was bumping into furniture because where I saw my body moving through space was not where it actually was. Wow, your depth so, perception was actually affected? Yeah, so I would I would like look at a doorway as though I was walking right through the center of the doorway and I would slam into the side of it oh. because what I was seeing was different from where I actually was. So I was missing stairs, you know, walking up steps, my feet. Look, my foot would look like it was going right on top of the stair and it would slam down in front of I've it. I've never even heard of that. I mean, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's terrifying because I was also driving a car. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, I, I see where you're going with yeah, that. Yeah, I definitely, I with my children, so I had that my hands you. on 
couldn't keep my hands on the steering wheel or hold it. I couldn't keep my feet on the pedals very well. I couldn't carry my baby. He was, well, he was two, but. Um, so you, you actually baby. lost trust in yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and now <laughs> I wear heels all the time and I drive a, a five-speed. Yeah. Wait, did you, did you, did you go <laughs> drive a manual? <laughs> Once you got off the drugs and you got all cleaned up, did you go, Did you go? You know, you're like, hey, you know what? I'm actually pretty well healed. I'm going to go get a manual drive car now just to prove. That's it. all I drive now are manuals. <laughs> I'm like, because I can't. There was a point where, because I, I had a minivan back then. And it's funny because my kids and I were just talking about that minivan earlier today um, and how gross it was. But... <laughs> My son was like, I think about 85% of the dirtiest cars out there right now are all minivans. First of all, it's really hard to track down manual speed cars. Can I ask what, yeah. what you have? I have a 2004 Mini Cooper, and then I have a 2014 Dodge Challenger. Okay. The six-speed, actually. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's, okay. um, it's a beast. Yeah. I drive it in a dress and heels and lipstick, and I'm just like that's your that's, of, your that's your girl power car right yeah, there, man. It yeah, is, just it unleash it. It's an awesome car. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and I, I speak now very fluidly. I, you know, have so how my many years did it take? Is, what was that? What was the math on that? Um, well, I did have some some kind of. I never went on medication for the MS. My hmm. neurologist and I tell this story a lot, and I never get tired of it because I think it's important. She gave me a stack of pharmaceutical pamphlets. You know how they're all like glossy and colorful people enjoying themselves. Like they give you all this free stuff. Like I remember all these like free promotional things. For well, the of course they're free because like, the drug companies paid for it. Yeah. Like this cool laptop bag and all this stuff on the pens, notepads. Um, so there was a huge stack and she said, I need you to pick one because if you don't, you're going to be in a wheelchair. Hmm. She said, I know this because this is what happens. And I don't, she said I had two weeks and I was, I was like, well, that's not really long enough. And I asked her if she could tell me something about each drug because she didn't even do that. This was, was, was so strange. It was just like huge stack. Just pick one. Yeah. She wanted me to take, it's a take very it broad statement. I was already feeling like garbage and I'm like go through all this, pick one. So what she did end up telling me about each one, they were all side effects. Um, side effects or, you know, the parameters with which you could take it. Like if you do this one, you have to be admitted into the hospital first because it's not safe. If you do this one, you won't ever be able to have a child again. Um, wow. you know, things like that. And so I told her that two weeks wasn't long enough and she got angry with me. Um, but I went home, I started doing, I, I went paleo. So I was kind of following the, the walls protocol. If you're familiar with I've, I've had her on the show. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah I did that. Shout out to um, Terry Walls. Dr. Terry Walls, minding your mitochondria, the Ted talk found all of that. Um, I started supplementing kind of like what I'd done for my son. So I was sort of like target shooting vitamins and minerals. Well, like magnesium acids. is an essential component of your mitochondria. So yeah, that's good. I had, I mean, I had, I had two shopping bags of supplements <laughs> that I had to take every, I was taking stuff every day, hundreds of dollars every month. Um, I got to the point I, I was doing yoga at the gym. Um, I was swimming at the gym and I ended up becoming a yoga teacher just because I was like, I'm just going to keep doing this. This is all before Reiki, um, right? Yeah, this is before the Reiki. I just... So then I, I started to get to where I was, my energy was coming back. The neuropathy wasn't as bad, um, but I 
plateaued. I still was like a lot of brain fog. I had extreme heat sensitivity. My gut was not in a good spot. I mean, I'll be honest, I had not been taking care of my diet. Mm. I'd been putting all my focus into my children and I was eating at McDonald's all the time. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm tiny. I was like, oh, because I'm tiny, yeah. it's not affecting me. Doesn't matter if I you're small or mentality. large. Yeah. I was like, I'm skinny. I'm fine. Wow. But that was just my soul being like, okay, you're going to do this. And then you're going to go through this little journey and you're going to see what you did to yourself. And then you're going to learn about it. Um, but what, let's see, I want to back up a little bit. Yeah. So I, I had plateaued. Um, I was very dependent on all of these supplements. And then I learned about detoxification. And you didn't know what supplements were even actually working. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I bet a ton of it, my body was probably like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. I don't know how to assimilate this. I'm so inflamed. Like you're just <laughs> throwing this stuff in. But I, I did get better. It's just when I brought in the detoxification um, element, you know, nobody had told me that that would be something to consider, hmm. um, that there could be things circulating within my body or stored within the tissues that were inhibiting the function of the body. And once I actually started doing that, I, you know, got my sleep really well on track. I was grounded. My anxiety went way, way down. Mm-hmm. Gut was healing. Um, I had a Herxheimer because I was pushing it a little too hard. Wait, <laughs> but, real quick um, for the listeners, Herxheimer, basically yeah. Um, what's a quick definition on that one? Um, like a detox reaction, healing crisis. It means I was just mobilizing things a little too quickly okay. uh, through the body. Through so the you kind of overwhelmed it. Yeah, my liver. So what I did, I don't know if you've ever looked at like Chinese face mapping. No. Like where the liver is, that's where my, my face swelled up and all the skin peeled. Wow. Um, Which so I've seen I, from, I actually, a friend, of, a friend of mine, she was like getting hardcore into essential oils. And I felt like she must yeah. have been slathering herself in this stuff because then all of a sudden her face was always dry and broken out. I'm like, I thought you're supposed to be promoting healing. You look yeah. like a wound. I don't, what's going on? You look so, like a wound. Yeah, it, it didn't oh, look good at all. So I had chronic acne too. That went away. Yeah. I just want to mention that for all the, you know, a lot of people have suffered. I had that most of my I've, life. I've helped so many people get rid of acne just by yeah. cutting sugar, which because it destroys oh your gosh, gut health. Yeah. I mean, oof. Yeah, I did. Um, you know what helps me absolutely with the sugar, but also like a binder. I started taking a binder with some herbs mm. and that pulled that just like pulled all this old lymph out of my bowel walls and got me. So I was assimilating better and had all this mucus come out. It was nasty, but mm. my skin cleared up. It was amazing. And I'd had acne from the age of 11 until I was 37 years old. So now I'm like, what? I still wake up. I'm like, how you do ever, I not have acne? You ever hear of The Secret Life of Fat, the book? No. Uh, Dr. Sylvia Terra, she spent 20 years researching the fat cell and okay. her, her own struggles with weight loss, weight gain. Uh, she brought up acne, skin care, et cetera. And uh, the one thing that she defines in this book is that the fat cell actually needs to be referred to as an organ. Hmm. And That's people interesting. Like, they never thought about it, but she's like, think of it. A fat cell can literally reprogram itself to do almost anything, including stem cells. Um, but she's like, one of the most powerful things a fat cell is designed to do is to protect you. So yes. if your liver and your kidneys are not filtering it stuff out, those toxins. it says, hey, I will take yeah. you out of the bloodstream and, and protect the body by holding on to this. So as you were just kind of casually throwing in there, all this stuff was stored up. Well, <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. 
I liken people, I, I tell people with detox, you know, you've, it's a step-by-step process, process. You don't just, you know, I'm going to go on a juice fast for a couple of weeks and, you know, you, you take the standard American diet and then just jump into a, no. a fast like that. You can kill yourself. Make well, not just that, that everybody assumes that, that that diet worked. And I'm like, well, you yeah, take, you only have if to you're do coming off of sad, and then you're, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> if you can if you're coming off of sad and you're doing really any new agey health diet, you're probably yeah. going to feel better because you're doing the Santa America diet. So yeah, you've removed so much processed stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, t- I talk about how our body, it's like, you know, you take this, say you have a dirty, dirty sponge, which your wife will understand because <laughs> the horses sponges we use on those guys, stick it into a clear mountain stream and just squeeze it. Mm-hmm. That's what we do with detox. We're just like mobilizing so much up out of the cells. It's ready to go. The body wants to release it, but I kind of look at things like, um, I call it the bulls. I learned this in school. So our, our bowels, urinary, lungs, lymph, and skin, like these are the ways in which we excrete toxins out. And if they are in any way um, impaired already, when you start to facilitate detox, you aggravate. I mean, the body's not going to feel great. You know, you may have fatigue and sleep issues, joint pain, headaches, constipation. I used to get, I used to get the more of yeah. a headache if I was, if I when I was first getting into it. That's yeah. Nine, nine years ago. And then if I've put it off for too long, um, I definitely within the first 24 hours will get like a headache. It, yeah. That's, I'm, but I know why. A lot of people yeah. don't know why. I know why. <laughs> well, you know, something that I've found, this certainly isn't the fix it for everybody, but I, I like for people to be aware of it, are enemas. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever had anybody come in and talk about those, but that's something no. I usually go over with my folks. Yeah. Uh, you know. I know a lot of people promote them. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, back to your point of the bowels and everything else as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Depending on where people are at in their own toxic, exactly. uh, <laughs> I don't know, well of, depending on how deep they fell into that soup. toxic well. Yeah. The soup. We yes. call it, I call it a soup. There you go. <laughs> because I mean, I, even though I do detoxification, there's still, I guarantee you, I'm not doing every single thing to be oh, the there's perfectly no way. They're, they're, yeah. they're right. Exactly. We're all at a different place. I use this quote all the time now. We're all at a different place on the timeline. As I keep growing this show and I grow influencers like you, I'm always learning something new. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's fun. But I don't, yeah. to your point, I don't just say, oh, great. I'm just going to go try all of this now. Like okay, well, like phase it, phase it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one thing I've noticed, you know, to get into energy and like the frequencies we put out um, as practitioners and people who are here to assist others in learning about their health, like we have our experience and what we know helped us, mm-hmm. and we kind of emit this frequency that other people who maybe that's what they need for their situation, they're drawn into that. And so that's actually what my entire experience now is as a practitioner, is everybody I see is is kind of in alignment with the things that I work with. You know, it used to be sort of a mixed bag. And it, the more I've gotten into, you know, being aware of what I'm putting out there, the more I'm seeing that that nice balance between, you know, what I can provide and what they bring, hmm. um, a nice good um, exchange. Whereas, you know, if you understand more like the mountain biking and all of that, like people are going to know to go to you and learn those, yeah, all of that. And definitely not me. Cause I can't assist there, but yeah. Well, and actually that's a great, that's an interesting way you just put that. So, cause I've spent years, not officially, but I done helped a lot of people, health coaching, nutrition, you know, I'm a big geek about health. So yeah, I might've acquired more knowledge than most of the people. Now, thanks to the podcast, it's amplified it even more. Exactly. Doesn't make me a doctor. I tell people that, like, <laughs> listen, I can just share with you the stories and the success examples. 
Um, but I'm also a big advocate now, now that I've, I've interviewed uh, like geneticists and, and other people who support testing. Well, it's like, guys, like there's all kinds of tests to, to even confirm before you just start. Like, I can't stand when people go to the, like, oh, I'm going to Whole Foods now and I'm buying all these uh, probiotics. And I'm like, do you know what that could do to your gut bacteria? Like, oh yeah, I'm going to be super healthy. I'm like, whoa, you don't know what you're tossing into that cesspool. Yeah. Or what if you're, what if might get some dye off there, right? Like what if there's something that's already fine and you just threw off the one thing that was still working. Okay. Like you don't just like, and that's one thing that drives me nuts now. Cause it's all, I'm a marketing guy, so I get it, but I'm like, it's all marketing. People like, people like, Oh, I'm doing something healthy. I'm, I've never consumed a probiotic in my life. I'm sorry. Uh, I believe that's also a band aid, and I'm sure in the right context, it is, it makes sense. It's more of a treatment-based way of looking at things because Hmm. ideally you want to have the gut colonized to the degree that it can function on its own. Yeah. It doesn't need, you know, the probiotics is just like another thing that was in one of my supplement bags that I was having to take every day. Well, again, to your point, if we are Mm -hmm. slowly increasing our ability to to improve our body's detoxification and we're allowing the body to rebuild can our body naturally rebuild its natural bac- bacteria alignment in the gut? What's your What's your vote on that? I believe so. Okay. I, I mean, I, I am a big believer in terrain medicine. So, you know, uh, healing that chemistry of the tissue and making it a less hospitable environment for these pathogenic organisms that mm-hmm. to some degree are going to be present, you know, but not, and I see this a lot in autism because these children are very, um, it's, it's almost like, you know, parasites, viral bacteria, mm. candida, all that stuff just loves their guts and just really thrives in the environment that they create. So um, instead of just like targeting individually the different species, like, oh, I've got an overgrowth of this. We've got to do a big protocol to just blast this and kill it. Um, that's like throwing gasoline on a fire. Yeah. You know, you just want to look at the big picture here, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm very much like big picture person, maybe because I'm a Sagittarius, but I'm like, man, people can't see the forest for the trees. Like so often they just look at their labs and they see what they've got to go after. And I'm like, the body's a whole, you know, let's Mm -hmm. like get this. And that's what detoxification is good for bringing about that better balance in the chemistry. Oh, I know that I'm definitely overdue for a new detox because like (laughs) I've noticed I'm more stressed this week and maybe that's my energy. I've been, I've been trying to do a lot. There's been a lot going on. Do you ground yourself? Yeah, I'm standing on a ground. I'm standing on a ground. Hey, I, I've been adding this stuff in, man. Like, I got the blue blocker glasses. I've got the EMF-free headphones. I've got the grounding mats. I donn't have any of this stuff mm, a year and a half ago. So it's been mm-hmm. you know, building it in. So I have a lot of technology in front of me here. So anything yeah. I can do to block it out. I mean, to be fair, I probably should be wearing my actual blue blockers now. <laughs> it's been a long day. But anyway, to your point, mm-hmm. you know, as you learn these things, incorporate them inappropriately. Or my point, my point earlier was, you know, get things done. You could do bacterial testing, whether it be using uh, what's that one site, Gut Biome or Bio, whatever. There's all different kinds of sites now. You can actually order. Yeah, testing. there's there's some new, there's some new there's new ones. You can you can ship your uh, your feces off. <laughs> yeah. Good time. Well, we've done we've done stool analysis on my children. That was something that was actually. I mean, autism. I. It has really shown us how bad things can be because I feel like these kids are like the extreme version of what happens okay. when, um, you know, we have this uh, genetically, the environment isn't healthy and, you know, we have 
anyways, what I was going to say is they've taught us a lot. I feel like they've kind of blazed the trail um, because my son, the stool analysis that, yeah, it told us that he wasn't digesting his, his fats or his meats properly, that he had one time he had too much yeast, another time he had too much clostridia. It was just like, um, I mean, it was helpful, Okay. but yeah, we also did a lot of that target shooting initially that just seemed to aggravate him. Well, again, to your point, there's a big picture happening here. It's just like when you, your earlier point in your story, you toss in one pharmaceutical, it's going to trigger other things. There's always a side effect. And mm-hmm. I, my, own, my own sister spent years suffering with like depression and everything else. So like every time they changed up that cocktail, man, it always messed with something else. Like there, oh, could, be a, yeah. there could be a dual personality trigger or... Uh, I mean, I, I can, that's a whole other show. Uh, it's just, yeah, it is. you know, it's just like, I, 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 I'm like, guys, it's, it's like a rainbow of drugs out there. Uh, there's so much like, and then all of a sudden they decided to discontinue a drug or something, or it's no longer covered or whatever. And then like you're forced yeah. to switch up the cocktail and that cocktail worked. But I always said from the beginning, I'm like, this is just a temporary band-aid. Like, yeah. What are you doing nutritionally? What are you doing in your daily life? Energy, uh, sleep habits, like everything. It's all tied yeah. together. All tied together. I, um, I ask all those questions. I want to know how often the person's pooping every day. Mm-hmm. I want to know what it looks like, everything. Um, you know, how much water they're drinking, what type of water, um, any sort of meditative spiritual practice they may have. You know, we get into the relationships and those sorts of things um, in their life. There's just, there's so many elements that contribute to our health. It's, it's usually not just one single thing. Um, yeah, interesting world. And the energy is, absolutely a factor too. I focus yeah. on that a lot too. Well, I know obviously you, you getting into Reiki and actually, I mean, uh, we'll have to bring it back on another time. They maybe dig into just like a special one on Reiki because we haven't <laughs> actually done a dedicated episode on Reiki actually. So, oh, um, I would love to do but it. I, I'm newer to experimentation with it. I've dabbled in it cause I believe in anything. Listen, you can't knock it till you try it, so to speak. Um, yeah. but I, I do understand flow of energy and the flow state. And I've had gurus on the show about energy and flow. So I, I respect it. I understand it. And I know why Reiki exists. I have friends that are Reiki instructors now I've met them. So, but like, how would you want to at least sum that up for people hearing this? Because obviously that's a big part of your site too, because you actually have a whole, you actually have a Reiki school connected on your site. You actually can do some screen sharing for YouTube. So right, right there is your Reiki school and well, Reiki, that's, for yeah, autism. That's Reiki for autism. So that's yeah. actually how I first started with it. I was doing, um, and I still continue to do courses for parents of children on the spectrum mm-hmm. because my experience with it after I became a Reiki teacher, so I'd completed my master level, the third level, wow. I um, attuned my, ch- my both of my children and I saw a lot of changes and we continue to see like just some incredible things happening, especially in my older son. Um but I designed these courses with some certain techniques that I use that are mostly tailored to helping a parent get their child out of a flare, like to manage aggression and anxiety, stop fight or flight, that kind of thing, um, mm-hmm. balancing the chakras. So that's what those courses are for. They're in Sedona every year. Um, Great choice, by the way. I used to. Yeah, uh, once I or was, twice a year. I was, I was based in... Um, about an hour and a half from there. I, I spent a couple of years serving in wildland fire. So I, Oh wow. I know that country yeah. well. So, and I was actually stationed on Mount Shasta in 2010. 
So for wildfire prevention. So yeah, I know, I know both those areas very well. Sedona, yeah. Sedona is beautiful for trail riding and mountain biking. So yeah. it's high together. <laughs> it's like my, my second home, you know, the energy is very intense for me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever live in Sedona, but, um, cause I just get kind of hit with a lot of stuff when I'm there, but I, I'll leave and then I'll, you know, start planning the next trip when I'll be going back. And it's just like calling to me. It's like, come back. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> you know you want me. <laughs> I tell people all the time, people who are listening to this overseas from another country, look up the Arizona state flag and you see that it symbolizes sun as in sunsets. And I mm-hmm. challenge you to challenge me on finding more epic sunsets because some of the best ones I saw were either in Sedona or Flagstaff, just north of Sedona. Yeah. It's just gorgeous there. I mean, the sunset colors are phenomenal. <laughs> I saw a really nice one in Scottsdale, too, that was um, back in April. Hmm. So, yeah. there for I used to spend days off down there. And then I realized, so my rookie year, I didn't know any better. And, uh, you know, you're as a wildland firefighter, as a hotshot, you served in the hottest part of the year. That's when the most oh. fire was risky. So, like, I would go down there for my days off. I'm like, oh, my God, 115 degree heat. <laughs> and even with my buddy's pool, I was like, this is awful. And then I found Flagstaff, and it's only like 90 because it's up at, mm-hmm. you know, 7,000 yeah, feet. Higher. And I said, oh. So, my second year out there, I went there instead. That was my way of escaping okay. corporate life. I went and did that <laughs> for a couple of years, and now I'm here. So, it's a great, great life reset. Not for everybody, but. I highly yeah. recommend it. <laughs> and it's a it's a good place to visit too if you ever, you know, feel called back to that area. No, that's I, kinda I, what the way I do it. It's like a recharge button for me. Yeah. Reset button. Well, yeah. I um so obviously me being a former hotshot, uh back in two thousand thirteen in Prescott, uh the uh Grand Mountain Hotshots was a ho- elite hotshot crew that was burned over. They were brothers mm-hmm. of mine because I was on a nearby Arizona crew. So uh I now every year run a fundraiser in honor of fallen firefighters because I am a former hotshot. So I I've yet to get my wife now she's a wife as of march but uh in the next year or two i want to take her out there during that time so that way we can do like a charity event with them we you know with the family and friends of those fallen out there but arizona is a crazy cool state and it's just yeah i'm glad you chose that as your location it doesn't surprise me i wasn't i wasn't given a choice if i put it that way my intuition is very it it comes in very strong it's like this is where you're gonna do it okay and that's what you can do. And you're gonna people are gonna think you're crazy. It's okay. Did you <laughs> pick Sedona after you went there or that just came to you? I'd never been there before. Get out of here. I'd never been there. It was just All like right. this is you know, you gotta go to th- and I do like the actual ceremonies. So with Reiki, when you teach a class, there's a lot of material to go over and, and how to practice the energy work, but there's also an attunement process where you're drawing that energy down strong. It's already present in every everybody, mm-hmm. but um you're just drawing it down more powerfully, you know, making the body more of an antenna, so to speak. Yep. I do that at these sacred locations, a few of the vortexes that I was just guided to. I didn't know where they were. Um, I just kind of got, all right, you're going to go to this hike and this is where you can go. And now we have these like established spots that we go to. Um, and I do the different levels of the Reiki and I'm opening up more, you know, inviting in more people, uh, don't have to have a child with autism. I'm trying to add in these, you know, these other courses so that um, if people just want to learn the energy and I tie in some other stuff like astrology and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, to Interesting. Get, keep people on their toes. <laughs> there you go. You gotta keep it, yeah. keep it new and fresh. So yeah. Well, cool. Well, I like it. Uh, I actually, like I said, I'm newer to the Reiki stuff, but it's again, I, I think it's like anything else in life. 
when people are faced with something new and drastically different, they initially shy away. That is okay. That is your body's, that's actually your brain's uh, lizard brain, you it's know, protective. the fight or flight. Yeah. Your initial response is to do that. And then like the best-selling book, uh, The Five Second Rule, uh, as she, as I forget her name right now, but as she wrote, she's like, listen, you take I a deep breath, that. you count to five, and then it's, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Power of the mind, because we yeah. create, like, when we fear things, we can actually create that, mm-hmm. you know, within the experience. Um, I tend, even when I have a situation where I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to do this, or, you know, something's not feeling great, I, like, just put it out there. I want the highest good for everyone involved, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm not kidding you. We should have to get you back on to me to do, like, a hardcore <laughs> Reiki 101 or something uh, Yeah, I'll talk about it. There's so. a lot that can be said that, you know... You don't have to like be in the class to learn no. about the energy. I think it's most importantly to understand why it exists, its purpose. You know, even because mm-hmm. like again, people are just different places in the timeline. You know, initially it's like I don't need if I want to go that deep, I'll go take a class. But maybe people yeah. need to understand its impact as a whole and why energy is so important. Which we've had other people on the show talking about energy and its importance, but maybe not specifically in the realm of Reiki. So yeah. if you're already at the master's level, I mean, you couldn't. I've well, asked for a better it, person to talk about it. <laughs> it ends up falling into in line with everything else I do because I look at Reiki as a form of detoxification hmm. um, of the energy bodies. It opens the crown chakra. It creates a physical detox too. Like I've passed parasites after Reiki attunements. Um, wow. I mean, I've had, you know, headaches and things moving because uh, there's so much energy shifting and it's so lighting these circuits, kind of a fire in a sense, and stuff moves out. So your vibration changes. I've I noticed after each attunement, um, people look at me differently. Like hmm. they'll meet me with like a, a a huge smile. Like and there's you know I'm just like putting out something much lighter and brighter, and so that's what I receive. And it has this spillover effect in everything in your life. Like the home starts to change. I would get rid of things. It's like, Oh, this doesn't belong here. It doesn't feel right. Like you start to really um, tune into the energies of stuff that's just cluttering around. That's kind of maybe draining on you that you don't realize. Uh, And it affects the people in the home too. So my children, each time I would take a class, I would see shifts in them and I wasn't even doing anything to them specifically at that point. But so they both use the energy now, um, you know, I've got a headache, which I don't get them anymore, but it's like one example, my, my son will just reach over and he'll just put his hand on and it's gone. Um, cool. you know, it's, and it's, it's really opened him up. Like that was his attunement cleared a space so that he was able to heal significantly. He'd been quite aggressive and that was something that I was not able to figure out for the longest time. And then we brought in the energy work and he's no longer that person anymore. He's very, um, just loving, affectionate, uh, very tuned into people. He asks you how you're doing. He can tell if you're not okay and he'll check on you and, um, observant, but not judge judging, which well, is that definitely sounds energy. a little more welcoming than frustration, <laughs> anger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't like to get too much into it because it's his story, but he, um, he would, and he was, let's see. So he's almost 12 now. This was a couple of years ago, but he would, just say he wanted to die and he would threaten to hurt me and, and take my life. It was things like that. And it's actually something and we I've, hear I've, a lot. I've, in you're pants. not alone. I've heard yeah. and read these examples. So yeah. Yeah. And he would say things like, I want to cut my brain out. It just, 
it's on fire. I, I just want to die. Like he would say stuff like that every wow. single day. And I was probably going through some really dark stuff for myself at the same time because of a relationship I'd been in. Mm-hmm. And I realize now like he was mirroring so much back to me. It was like he had a big old mirror. I see this a lot in autism. Yeah. The child, they, they manifest things. Yeah. The child has all this stuff going on. Well, usually mom or someone else in the house also has things, but they're just like suppressing it and not addressing it because they're just putting all the focus on their child. Mm-hmm. And George, my son taught me, he's like, you've got to take care of yourself, learn to love yourself and make choices that are going to nourish you. And, um, and he just, as soon as I started doing that, he followed suit. He like just stepped in right next to me and yeah. Wow. I'm not, a pa- I'm not a parent, but I, I everybody <laughs> who tells me this, they say kids will mirror the, they do. Their they influencers. Mirror. So yeah. whether you have autism or not, so mm-hmm. exactly, uh, obviously it sounds like autism would actually amplify it. Uh, so it does. And you know, it's, I see, I, I see a lot of moms. I don't want to make it like a gender thing. Cause I know there's tons of dads out there that are on the front lines, mm-hmm. like boots on the ground with their kids are amazing. But I see a lot of moms who are so depleted because they overextend themselves, um, and worry over their child and the future for their child. And they dig themselves into this hole and then they think, well, how can I even take a bath or meditate or go to the gym or anything like that when I can't leave my child alone, can't trust anybody. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, I feel like the reason the children are here is they're like holding space for us. They really are saying, okay, you've got to take care of yourself. Hmm. And if you think there isn't a way there really is, you just have to put it out there that you're asking for it, you know, put that trust out there and it'll come in. Wow. That's I don't want to powerful statement. Well, I like it. <laughs> you can, you can hear the energy though. You can hear, yeah, you're, you're very I've, passionate. I, I love it. I so. am. I, I've, we have to be responsible for ourselves and sometimes, you know, autism makes us feel like victims. And I don't even have autism in my life. And I, yeah. I agree with you just from, in, uh, let's go back to your point of big picture, whether it's yeah. autism or not. Like if you're not taking care of yourself, how are you supposed to help others? Like whether you are a parent or, or a sibling, uh, I, I used to make excuses for, Oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing that so I can help more people. But then I would sacrifice, this is years ago. I would sacrifice like my income or I'd be, you know, overspending or whatever. Cause I thought I was doing good and I was doing charity work and everything else. Yes. And then people were like, well, Scott, like, but can you sustain that over the long haul? Eventually you got to be a little bit of selfishness and take yeah. care of yourself. Well, self-love is, it's not the same as like true selfishness. It's, it's true. a requirement for your healing. I mean, we have to be able to establish boundaries for ourselves. Otherwise, like I've learned people like have been taking advantage of me my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, not anymore. But, um, it wasn't until I learned, okay, I, I'm going to just stop. You know, I can't answer the phone all the time. I, sometimes I do want to just lay down and have some quiet time, be with my dogs, whatever, listen to music. Yeah. Um, you know, I have, we all have our different ways that we ground and, um, you know, heal and it needs to be like a, a regular thing. I agree. Because otherwise we yeah, fully can deplete ourselves. Hey, beginner 101, ladies and gentlemen, you want to learn how to ground. Mm-hmm. And yes, she's not kidding. Like earlier in the show, she talked about how we all vibrate at different frequency. Well, the earth vibrates at a frequency. Well, we are supposedly one of the top beings on this planet and you don't think of the cellular level <laughs> supposedly you know <laughs> yeah uh we're also at a cellular level resonating a certain frequency so uh i have a little hack walk outside in the morning when you're having a tea or a cup of coffee or just yes. regular water when you first wake up and just stand barefoot 
on the earth, not concrete, not asphalt, which that's not terrible, but I just go stand on my grass and I enjoy yeah. my morning, whatever beverage you want to have. So hopefully not. I booze. put my, I put my hands down on it too. Oh yeah. I'm just saying like, actually, beginner, like, beginner I, 101. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Start nothing grounds, nothing grounds better than the earth because, mm -hmm. um, it can act, it like, uh, stabilizes us, you know, it'll, it'll take that, that dirty current off of us. And I feel like there's something we receive back up through us that sort of recalibrates things a little bit. Yep. Like I love to just go sit with this one tree in my yard. Um, but it's really incredible. Like I, I can feel the stuff come, I can feel it coming out of my hands and my yeah, feet yeah. and it's, it's electric. It's just like, you know, you feel it and I don't stop. I don't, you know, stand back up and walk back in the house until it's done. Cause I feel like I'm actually like locked down and rooted on it. And it was not like that for a long time when I would ground. No, it I takes time. Have, yeah, yeah. Now I, I, I still in the beginning thought it was all hokey. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I didn't, well, I didn't finally buy a grounding mat until a couple months ago. And I'm like, yeah. come on, you already walk out and do grounding every day. You're standing in front of a computer at your home office most of the time. So it's like, why not bring that in throughout the day? Just, it can't hurt. So yeah, I yeah. mean, I just had to be ready for it. The grounding mat thing's really neat. I had a cat who was very, very old. She'd been an indoor cat her whole life. She developed a brain tumor when she was about 16, I guess. And I just purchased a grounding mat that I had under my bed sheet, actually mm -hmm. under my fitted sheet that I would sleep on at night. It was really helping my sleep. Mm -hmm. She would find it. Um, she'd just be on top of the blankets and it would move around. She you knew know, where so to lay. She could always find it. And I realized this animal has never grounded because she's been indoors her whole life. You know, not in the sense that she really, really needed it. She's just been in and she used to sleep in my closet where my old cell phone would charge like, um, but she would always find that mat. She did live for two years. She lived mm -hmm. to be 18. Um, but she loved that thing. And then, go. uh, she eventually passed away. And then my other cats that I have now, they would sleep on it until one of them chewed the cord and I just I replaced it. He chewed it again. So then I was like, all right, you're. Yeah. Come on, guys. I'm I trying. have the mat. I don't have a new cord right now. Like because... I'm, I'm a giver, but come on. <laughs> well, he he doesn't like any like a headphone things like this headphones. He'll yeah. he can sever it just in one bite. He doesn't like any sort of electrical cord. He doesn't like the tele. We don't watch television, but he doesn't yeah. like it if it happens to be on. He doesn't like computers or anything like that. That's pretty. I feel wild. like he's trying to tell me <laughs> turn that stuff off. That's what it feels like he's saying. Hmm. But. I don't know. They say pets are very attuned. So more than, yeah, he, he is, he is very much so. Well, listen, we've rocked out a solid, <laughs> solid podcast tonight. We, we started a hair late, but I mean, we ended up going long after all. See, I think we'd have, we run out of things to talk about. I mean, let's see, let's quickly sum up. We got a naturopath. We got detoxification. We got autism spectrum. We got gut health, Reiki, self-love. I mean, pans, <laughs> pandas, uh, vulnerability, uh, gut yeah. health, gut bacteria, probiotics, eh, are the answer they not? Uh, your love of driving manual speed cars now. I mean, we could just keep going. So, why? Well, I, I mean, I that's one thing I'm just like excited about every day when I get in that car. There you go. Hey. I, yeah. Living in the moment. So, um, well, I, I, go ahead. Well, I was going to say with my website, I have started a blog. So that's a new thing. And I only have one post on there right now. It's regarding homeopathy or homeopathic medicine. See, so, I didn't share that right away because yeah. I wasn't sure what you were doing with that. So that's exciting uh, from the um, SEO perspective. Good job because, yeah, that's, that's content. So, but yes, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. It's the it last is. option on the menu right there, blog. Mm -hmm. So the gentle yeah. art of healing. So, 
And, you know, it's frequency-based medicine, so I've found it to be very helpful for a lot of our more sensitive folks, like children on the autism spectrum. They can sometimes, often, I mean, respond very well sure. to energy rather than doing like an herbal protocol or something like that. Okay. Um, but it's a passion of mine. I wrote a little bit about the three main principles of it and what makes it, you know, different from other forms of medicine. And that's actually Dr. Hahnemann, right? Yep, that's Dr. Samuel Hahnemann. Yeah. It's my favorite picture of him. <laughs> There's some where his head, 1810, his forehead right? looks enormous. Back in the day. Well, his yeah. first book was from 1810, the uh, yeah. or, I might go in there and edit right? the Organon. Organon, okay. Yeah, it talks about the vital force, the energy force okay. that we have um, running through the body and how you want to use medicines that um, maintain that and or strengthen it compare you don't want to be using ones that are going to be negating that and actually like weakening the vital force which we see with allopathic um yeah so it's there's a lot more to it but i thought you know a lot of people ask me about what it is uh commonly confused with home remedies which it's not um it's used a lot in the home but it's 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 very own powerful form of medicine it's just pure energy awesome yeah well i mean obviously ladies and gentlemen check out the blog uh, since it's new mm-hmm. and exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we air this show, everything will be linked in the show notes like we always do, her social media. So you guys, she's got multiple presences on Facebook, obviously with her targeting autism and not just naturopathy in general. So this will all be linked because she was kind enough to provide us with all of them. So that makes my life a heck of a lot easier for our blog team. Uh, but you are the guest co-host today. So I usually ask my guest co-host to leave behind something short and, and maybe powerful they want to leave behind to the audience. So since we covered so much, I mean, is there any kind of all encompassing message you want to leave behind? Um, Oh my goodness. No, I hadn't thought about it. Well, I mean, I think the most important thing that I want to instill in people's minds because there's not enough awareness around this in Western medicine is that autoimmune disease is reversible because Thank I you. did it with three. I, you know, you asked me where I am now. I have no symptoms of multiple sclerosis anymore. Um, yeah, I love that. You know, the le- the lesions are there, but um, everything else that I described is gone, and it has been for years. I don't know what my future holds, but, you know, thyroid is back and working as it should. I'm living perfectly pain-free and all of that. So, um, yeah, people just I, – I really wish more people knew. Hmm. Well, my, my own – a good friend of my wife's, her mother lives with MS. I lost mm-hmm. a cousin to ALS, so yeah, uh, they all that. cross over. So Lou Gehrig's disease, for the people who don't know what ALS is, obviously MS is multiple sclerosis. So both are inflammatory, triggered, as you just said, reversible yeah. autoimmune diseases. So Yeah. You don't yeah. realize that because it almost feels like, I mean, more so I would say with ALS feels like the death sentence, really. Um, I've known people with it as well. MS, it felt like I was just stumbling towards a jail cell. That's how I kind of describe it that's what it felt like it's like there's you can take something to slow this but we don't even know if it'll do that i mean there was just so much uncertainty from the doctors they were supposed to know that's what i always initially thought they're supposed to know what to do but they don't like it's it's a practice and um i yeah i'm fortunate that i didn't start any of those pharmaceuticals in that giant pile that she gave me and instead went my own way and blazed a trail and well, I appreciate you sharing the story because you definitely got transparent and I, I, <laughs> I love the vulnerabilities and, and the truth you left behind for us because I think that's the most important thing as a marketing professional for people. My guys, like, whether it's health, business, lifestyle, like, the more transparent 
we can be, yeah. the more people can connect with us. And well, this goes both, again, energy flow, both way. Like, we're yeah. going to have a better conversation. We're going to understand each other more and also understand where you're coming from. So, Well, it's it's authentic. It's truth. Yeah. Like, why um, deviate from that? That's not really something, you know, something else has come about in my life is just speak truth. And that's what I do every single day in this profession. And I feel like that is a huge portion of my health, too, is the ability to speak truth and um yeah, put it out there. Put my vulnerability out there. I think vulnerability is sexy. Which well said. You know, more people it's, could realize it's that. come up on the show before. It's the only reason why yeah, I was able to get married. My wife would yeah. not have married me if I would have not have become more vulnerable and yeah, allow her to so get closer important. to me. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, we've done it again. All right, so I, this is really, really getting hard. I keep finding great people, and they just keep helping us understand ways to balance your health, your business, and your lifestyle. And Jeanette helped us do that today. If you didn't find tips and tricks to fuel yourself more, go back, listen to it again, okay? You don't have to connect with everything. Just find one thing that might actually connect with you or somebody you care about because it doesn't always have to start with you. It could actually just impact something. You end up passing that knowledge on to something else and then ends up sticking with you as well. So thanks for tuning in to another Live the Fuel episode. Again, check her out at AscalonNaturopathic.com. And maybe you too will find a little bit more connection for somebody who has autism in your life, or obviously maybe something down the road here with some Reiki going on. So again, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health and business, your lifestyle. You too can live the fuel and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to live the fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at live the fuel. And remember you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at live the fuel.com. 